0: There was something there that was so raw where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that.
1: Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network.
0: I don't know if you're like me, and I pray to God that you're not. When you find a new artist, you go all in, over and over and over. A couple years ago, I stumbled upon Cautious Clay. After a couple of EPs, he now has a full album, multiple festival stops, and a chat. With Barry Quarter and Brad Steiner, it's the What Podcast. It starts right now. You're always What podcasts? Which bands this year that matter? There's Lord Taco back with us. Barry Quarter, thanks for dressing up. I'm Brad Steiner. Uh, Welcome to a new venue for me, Barry Quarter. Your uh, digs look pretty good. Oh, you've got the Bonnaroo shirt on. Look at you. Got my Bonnaroo shirt on, man. I'm getting ready. Uh, Barry, I've got shocking, startling news. Brace yourself. News, news, news that will shock you. Lord Taco's wearing a PBR hat <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know the man is committed and I respect that to the yeah. end of the he he's consistent and he's committed.
0: the man he is the most consistent friend of mine. I mean there I can always count on Russ being the same guy no matter what doesn't matter what day of the week it is no matter what's going on I, I count on Russ being the same guy no matter what life throws at him.
2: You think he's gonna try maybe a, you know, a wine cooler? No.
0: He isn't trying mm-hmm. a wine cooler. Why would he ever do that? Why would why?
2: <laughs> some new uh seltzer or something like that, you know? One of these craft beer places comes out with a new seasonal.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Russ, have you ever had a seasonal?
0: What was that? Sorry. <laughs>
2: Just trying to figure out how to. Get I'm working. Pabst. <laughs> oh,
0: I I figured you just have to go to the bathroom again. <laughs> I thought you might have just had one too many PBRs and took a little blasted Tinky break. No, I got I got to work first.
2: Does work involve paps?
0: It of does not. It does? I wish no. it did. Come on, we all
2: know. Well, that's what we, we were just that's bragging on you. How consistent you are, and how, well, how I've got, got the hat promised. on. I know. So my that my question was: Have you ever tried a seasonal craft? anything from any of these people who are working so hard to come up with all these new things have you ever i
0: tried tried, um yeah there's there's an award-winning lager that's pretty Uh good yeah uh, from a little brewery called pabst yeah (laughs) it's tried some different variations though by the way and you haven't liked any of them um i they've had the extra which is like Mm -hmm. what eight percent or whatever Mm -hmm. um then they've got the light they did the coffee you hated the coffee don't don't really like coffee yeah uh the seltzers aren't too bad what's amazing barry is i think that we realize how most people listen to this show just like lord taco not at all not (laughs) paying any attention whatsoever
2: what's that (laughs) what's that
0: oh you're talking to me (laughs) got it barry you know i I
2: heard a word i recognize i don't care
0: i don't care what happens today (laughs) my spirit will not be broken because uh one of my favorite people uh, that have come out in the last few years is joining us shockingly on the show today. I don't know how we got got him, but uh, I know even if you are not a fan, if you don't know who he is, that's fine by me. Because when I heard Cold War for the first time, I said to myself, I'm going to be on this kid forever. Cautious Clay, our interview today for the, uh, for the show. I think the kid's going to be a massive star, right? And I think that we're going to be looking back here in a couple of years and say, I can't believe he came onto our podcast. I can't yeah. believe he showed up to do a dumb interview with these dopes.
2: Yeah, there's been there been a bunch of those, <laughs> actually. But I would put him in there.
0: Hmm. Uh, yeah, like but, who?
2: Uh, I think Devin fits in there.
0: Devin Gaffillion, Yeah, I mean, one day yeah. when he when he really blows up, it's going to happen. But I feel as though this is this is cautious Clay's moment again. Yeah. Cautious Clay. It's not his real name. His name's Josh, but uh, he's our guest today on the What Podcast. I uh, I don't really know. So this is my problem, Barry, and I think that. You know, I could probably have this problem. I'm probably going to have this problem when we talk to somebody else that I like a lot in that I don't really know what I'm going to say to this person. Like, hey, uh, I love the album. Um, yeah, well, like it's, other it's, than that, what the, am I supposed to do? It's
2: the Chris Farley. I've told you. Yeah. That's my fear. That's my fear is the, uh, the Chris Farley. We're mm-hmm. in the Beatles.
0: You're in the Beatles. How was that? Cool. How was that? Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was that like? So the new, the no, new album from... The new album from Cautious Clay is out. It's called Deadpan Love. Um, First album of his. He's uh, had a few EPs before this, but the big song a couple years ago was Cold War that really put him on the map. And now he's uh, finding himself on festival lineup after festival lineup, one festival in particular, a little thing called Lollapalooza. Uh, Probably a big look for him, maybe one of the biggest shows he has ever played. We'll talk to him about that. Uh, But have you been able to listen to the album yet, Barry?
2: Oh, I, I think I actually have a surprise for you when we get him on. So, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I've listened. I've listened. He's, uh, well, it's
0: not that kind of.
2: But, yeah, I think he's terrific. I love. Oh, uh, I,
0: know it's, I know you're about to go with this. No, you don't either. You and the lady did some dirty to caution Clay, <laughs> didn't you? If we haven't, we will. Okay.
2: And we won't be the only ones. No, I love what I love about it is it has such a there's a lot of them that we that a lot of music out that has an old school feel to it but doesn't have quite the as much a new school feel to it as his does if that makes sense yeah there's I, something I, completely different about it
0: I, I hear That's you what I I, mean to say. I think that um, yes and I don't disagree I would almost say that uh, for the people that do a sound sort of like what you're describing these this this throwback sort of sound that feels familiar that feels comfortable immediately oftentimes those artists don't have a second act right they don't have a second pitch in their in their repertoire they are that sound and they're just gonna just be that sound forever you can hear in his stuff how this starts to progress you know um i almost i hate using this this description but it feels and I know this is like ixne on the Kanye, but it feels Kanye-ish. Like you heard the first albums of Kanye is like, I know where this is going and this could be that big. It, that's the sort of thing it feels like to me. Now, I know, you know, saying that he's going to be the next Kanye is probably a, a stretch, but it feels that way where you can start to hear the seeds being planted as where it's going to go in the next couple of years.
2: No, I, you're, you're exactly right. And and it's so not fair to, and, and I don't mean to disrespect some of those guys who have that old school feel. It's just, you know, it's one of those classics have have all the great rock songs or pop songs been written type of arguments. And we can go round and round and round. I don't think they have, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of artists and you and I have talked about them and talked to some of them that have that old school feel and sound And like you just said, eh, you kind of, no disrespect, but yeah, what's next?
0: Yeah. What's the second pitch? What's the second pitch? You got a fastball, but do you have a curveball that can change? You got to have the
2: third pitch. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. yeah, You better have a third if you're going to, if you're going to, yeah, that's a, I think you mentioned that the other day in a conversation, and that's a great analogy. A lot of guys can, you know, hit 95 and above but Mm -hmm. if you don't have a change or a a curveball or something off speed you you know you're one and done so
0: well oftentimes what happens is if you don't have the fast if you just have the fastball the next pitch is taking my shirt off (laughs) and that's where i get so irritated with with some bands when all of a sudden they're shirtless on stage there's a reason because they don't have anything else to keep your attention with yeah, I know that sounds so shitty of me, but I hate a band that takes their shirt off. It's the reason why I, I hated Maroon Five so much. All of a sudden, this guy's naked. Why is he naked?
2: I didn't see this pitch in the road. Did you, Taco? I I, I missed the <laughs> I missed the detour sign. Didn't
0: Didn't see where this was going. Huh? I didn't
2: see that, that we were going uh, this way. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I'm with you. The if a band takes a shirt off, they got a problem.
0: If we start doing this podcast with no shirts on, we've completely <laughs> ran out of material. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this. Cautious Clay on the What Podcast. Which bands this year that matter. I'm just happy you're here. And it looks like we got you mid-session. Are you recording something right now? I I uh, was
1: doing a little bit of recording. Yeah, there's a there's this artist I've been working with who um, it's this French uh, producer who we we've been sh- sharing stuff back and forth and it's uh, this pretty big guy who hasn't done some stuff in a while so we're we're we're
0: trading some, some yeah. ideas and I like uh, I like that I like that really coy big guy. I don't, I don't know what to say because, like, he
1: hasn't released music in a long time, but mm-hmm. he's, like, uh, he, he has definitely a pretty large profile. In yeah. Science, so. Anya
0: Kest. Got it. <laughs> exactly. 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 I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're, but, uh, yeah. You know, the, 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 the thing about you, and we'll get to the pleasantries here in a second. But I just want to make the no known, known. The thing about you is you literally write your stuff at your house, and you're literally at your house.
1: Yeah, well, I'm at a friend's I'm actually at a, a, my my girlfriend's parents' house right now. We're just okay. like chilling. In
0: and you that. travel with gear?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have like a whole setup right here. I I would show you, but it's my laptop, so I can't really No,
0: I don't. Have, so. It's nice of you. It's nice of you. <laughs> I once I one time made um Courtney uh, uh Barnes Courtney walk around his house and introduce me to his parents. Uh oh that gosh. was an absolute disaster. <laughs> Mom was naked, dad was drunk, All oh, hell was breaking loose oh in the house, but it was I'm not going to ask you that. candid stuff of of anyone. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, good for Got you for bringing it. it back up, Brad. I'm.
0: You know, it was a gentle nudge, if, just in case <laughs> he wanted to, I was giving <laughs> him the opportunity, just in case he wanted to.
2: Okay. Yeah, there. I'm sure that family's trying to forget it.
0: Yeah, and sure. You keep bringing it up. That's good. Okay. I like. Uh, let it. me. I'm going to make this. Uh, we'll start. We'll start. Just go around the horn. That's uh, Lord Taco. I, uh, Barry Quarter. I'm Brad. Josh. I can't tell you how excited I am about this. Um. I love you with all of my heart. I oh, think that this goodness. new album is brilliant. Your you. EPs are brilliant. <laughs> um I rarely dork out uh, about artists, but you were after Cold War hit, man. Uh, you just got a, a whole bunch of people out of nowhere saying I I'm all in on whatever this guy does and you haven't disappointed since. So What's weird for me is that you know I go all in on artists so early and so quickly, and you're just you're still getting like new people by the day. Like, for instance, you just got Barry Quarter today, um, with can the new I, album. Can, it's, a weird, I, it's a weird moment,
2: yeah. I, I, this was my intro, and and I was gonna do this because Brad, I don't think I've ever said this to you before, but here, here goes, okay. okay. There's a reason I've never said it to you before, and you'll figure it out in a minute. I can't wait. Your eyes are like weapons. Your lips could teach lessons. Yeah. Don't use them so reckless, Uh because for you, I'm
0: helpless. You mean that about me?
2: you got to (laughs) take caution. You know that I'm all in. Uh The chance of me to fall in, you know that it's often. Uh But if you don't want to stay, please stop moving this way. Uh Come on
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, come I've on heard that. i've heard that those lines before it's uh it's a it's a hot hit man it's a hot hit i hope the rest of the i hope the rest of radio follows me uh man. down this path because i'm i'm all in i'm all in on this song dude i'm all in on man. it Thank you So
2: much, man. how does that work for you josh
0: <laughs> to be honest i mean
1: i i was really just putting myself in this position that was probably the the hardest song for me to, to write and sing on the album. Not, not because it maybe was the most personal or like had the most like connection with me, but I think it's something that like I've genuinely felt in my life being in relationships. And so like that, that's something that I've always liked to do with songs is, is sort of try to encapsulate that feeling. uh, And in a way where it's like, okay, you've heard this story before, but we want to tell it in a different way. If
2: you uh, and, if you don't want to stay, please stop moving this way. That's pretty strong.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely wordplay. It's definitely uh, a part of, like, my process. And um, it was exciting. Like, I, I definitely, it, it was cool because um, I usually tend to write in a way where it's a little more poetic. Um, but I do have songs that are a little bit more direct like this. And so it was just like. A nice way to uh...
0: The the new album notwithstanding, we'll get to that in a second but starting from where you started, being a real estate guy uh, trying to just make some stuff at your house, the thing that was always interesting to me about your story is not the obvious which was you weren't in music, I mean nobody's in music until they are, yeah. it's that you created a community of SoundCloud people where I know it feels as though that you've taken the, uh, not the beaten path to get where you are, but it feels as though now this is now the beaten path. This feels like the way that people are doing this now, creating a community online, um, cre- uh, cr- controlling their entire uh, operation and really letting people come to them instead of you know, rushing out and, and signing with insert person here um, r- doing 400 dates on the road, uh, you really did your work all by yourself.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely, I mean, it, it certainly wasn't all by myself, you know, yeah, like there's sure. always a team of people who support you, but I, I felt like I, I certainly had a great foundation to begin with. And I think it started with just the fact that like all of the elements of the music was pretty self-sufficient for me. And as you mentioned, like I started on SoundCloud as a producer, and so it was a very DIY kind of producer thing that was sort of blossoming right around when I started to, you know, make music uh, fully from my computer. And so um, that whole process has just obviously expanded tenfold since then. So it's uh, it's cool because I just I don't know, I'm, I'm sticking with it, you know, and I, and I feel like not for any other reason other than the fact that it, like you're saying, it, it's this it, it, you know, I can control the path that I go down, you know, as, a, as an artist.
0: And man, it feels like you've got all the—I mean, confidence is one thing, but you have a lot of confidence. I mean, you've got to really feel like you can to do what you did, right? To um, just whip up—you've been doing it in your your house and and you're making music, but to believe in yourself so much that you say to yourself, "I got this. I I, I know. I know. Cold War is not going to just be it. I've got more in me, and so just hang tight. It'll get there eventually." Yeah oh man yeah i i well I appreciate you saying that I f- certainly feel
1: like it was like you know the first song I released, and then of course that's like the one that people gravitate towards, but I mm. think like i I was certainly passionate about continuing my career as a musician and not sort of being this like you know one dimensional type of artist, so that's like you know we we toured a lot and we've we've you know spread the word like obviously on shows and 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 doing different things you know with fans and things like that so i think that's kind of where my head lies is that like i'm gonna be in this for a long time and like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have a lot of different types of periods of, of music that i make so this is just the beginning i guess
2: brad and i were talking before how much we both appreciate your music and both both feel like there's a lot there's a big future for you thank you um
0: where do you now he's got our seal of approval. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> I'm retired. I'm yeah, done. cash or credit? Where's the uh, Where's the done. Send
2: check. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's that. It just some artists come out and it feels great, but it feels like it's a moment thing, and you like them, and you hope it continues. But doing the doing it ongoing is not always easy. Where do you see? And I've asked this of artists usually on the tail end or the middle of a process Mm -hmm. do you have a path in your head or or do you think do you plan do you have goals do you have a path do you and and if so where do you see yourself on that path does it feel like a beginning do you feel like you're in a middle do you feel like you got a long way to go
1: i feel like i'm sort of in the early beginning or no, late beginning early middle if that's like a sort of like specific but I feel as though like there's a lot that I still want to say um you know as an artist so like def- like there's a second album I really kind of already beginning on there's a little EP that I'll probably release before you know my next tour in February so like there's things that I'm like interested in exploring but I think I also realize that as an artist I kind of come at it from the perspective of reference points and like uh, I've listened to so much different types of music that I feel like a lot of ways I also feel myself in the next you know 10 to 15 years being just like a you know a Greg Kirsten style you know writer producer for other artists and sort of bringing this sort of like reference point that that you know I can help to to really like uplift other artists and, and make songs that are really like strong but also like unique and and succinct because I think well, that's something Josh, that appeals to me. So Josh
0: sort of sounds like you're describing Pharrell.
1: Yeah, true. Uh, I mean he's he's a huge yeah. inspiration for me, a hundred percent. So I yeah, I, I mean that's that's without a doubt.
0: I know, and I mean the the path is obviously there, and um, I can't I can't I I said this to Barry. You know, it's very oftentimes you hear somebody and you say to yourself. This is really good for this moment, and um, that feels like a fastball. I wonder if that dude's got a um, got a curveball. I wonder if he's got a slider. I wonder if he's got a changeup. I wonder if they ever have a second pitch. And all too often we find out that some of our favorite bands, you know, they're probably just going to be there. You know, it's very rarely that, you know, you, can, you hear an Alabama shakes, and then you see that next album coming out. Like that just nobody saw that coming. You know, with right. with Cold War and then the subsequent EP and then another EP and then this today the album now, you see you see the the possibilities. I don't know anybody that could listen to this and not say, "Oh, this guy's going to be here for a very very long time." You can start to feel the seeds being planted. Uh, to Barry has a, a pretty good point here. I can imagine you've already not just written the next album but you've already felt the next tour you already know where the next stage show is gonna go yeah, um yeah you know <laughs> no i mean it's it's you know I love that somewhere somewhere i mean somewhere along that
1: line yes there's there's certainly images and ideas and and things floating around and i think that like that spark is really the only thing i have because like if i don't have that then yeah like the every other element of, of this process is, is pretty daunting you know what i mean I can't... Uh, so you wouldn't do that without having you know some sort of like okay yes there's something i can connect to here
2: i just love this juxtaposition and i'm so glad brad brought it up i mean we're talking to you about this and you're like like you said you're in your girlfriend's parents house
1: <laughs> yeah I know, I know
2: creating music for somebody else i just love the the juxtaposition of it all you know because it's all in the it's all up here right i mean it's all yeah, in your head
1: d- definitely i mean I, I think a lot of a lot of the things that even were on this album were were experiences based on experiences that i had you know uh this year and like for example like the song i, I was just reflecting on this like with the song box of bones like that song started off because my my girlfriend's in medical school and she had a cadaver lab where she brought home half a human skeleton and they had to like go through all these parts of the body and then I was like oh my gosh like we're all just boxes of bones and like I wanted to reflect on the idea of like the human experience you know we're happy we're sad sometimes we're stupid you know and so like the lyrics aren't all that crazy but like it's it's sort of like if you think about yourself being inside of a head and just like hearing all these voices and they just like you know it just i wanted that to feel like an experience like you were just like what it's like to be a human
0: so i love that okay so if you take box of bones what was the next step after that you've come up with the with the philosophy of the song you've come up with the kernel you've yeah. and now it's time to to nurture it and, and grow it and put some water on it what's your next step after that
1: so so really it's it's just like that song was sort of i mean i don't know it depends on how you want to talk about it but i think like the it was sort of born out of that feeling of being a human and then like it's like like the tracking of my voice i had sort of been playing with this idea of like having a ton of my one one singular voice that's like doubled like 28 times and then i sing the main line and it's just like almost like you can't tell if it's the main vocal or if it's a backing vocal and then there's sort of this break this kind of like break and it sounds like oh these voices are just kind of talking and then it just boom you're into this other section of the song where it's like you hit you you hear like a really big bass hit and it's like a clap and it just felt it just feels like you're in a total different part of your brain you know like you know it's like almost like oh i was over
0: here and now i'm over there so it's and it, at this moment you know? did you have any lyrics already written and ready to go
1: no no it was all just at once uh, that song in particular, not that doesn't always how that's not always how I write, but that sure, song in particular th- was sure. Was... But this
0: feels like th- this feels like a theory that you had already worked up in your mind. That you're like, oh, I think this is going to work for this exact thing that I have just been thinking about. Exactly. So, what was the first yeah. line that you put onto paper when it came to this? Did you did you start with that moment, or did you, did you try to work around that moment before you got there? I just worked
1: around the moment as it went. To be honest, I. I I knew I had sort of, and this is sort of also from the perspective of I had been sort of playing with this idea of of huge vocal sounds that are sort of like quick slapback, like almost, like almost like a very intimate sounding vocal, but it also sounds big at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I had been playing with this sort of concept as a producer for some time. And so I, I wanted to just think about what it felt like to be human and feel like upset or like feel like oh my gosh like I don't want to talk to anyone but then also thinking about the idea of like okay I'm a quirky guy like you know I'm in my head blah 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 like I make new friends like my name is Ross you know just like stupid stuff like this you know where it's like it doesn't take itself too seriously but it's it's just like it's reflecting the ideas that are in my head and for that for that period of time uh, this
2: is this is so so th- I mean I could see this going a lot of different ways you could take it you know when I <laughs> I have a friend who's extremely neurotic who explained to me one time. He said, You ever walk into a party and you hear a hundred voices all at once and you can zero in on one of them? And I said, yeah. Sure. And he said, That's my head all the time. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> so God. So yeah. that's a little bit neurotic. Why is everyone in
0: this room insulting me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it wasn't you, actually. <laughs> but there's that neurotic <laughs> angle you could have gone, or there's the other. Angle where we all have different voices in our head. We're all—I I mean, I don't know anybody who's just one voice, you know, one thing, exactly type of exactly. thing. So, at what point in in this did you did it become not neurotic or neurotic, or did you, or or did you steer away? You know what I mean? Did you yeah. say like, oh, this could go? I mean, this could be Sybil. This could be crazy voices, or it could be. to be honest i
1: wanted to make it sound beautiful but also a little bit like kind of dark and, and a little like grungy at the same time so i think with my voice i i just try to you know sing certain melodies certain ways uh but then you know like if it's you know like when the beat kind of there's a very specific moment in the song where like the beat just stops and it's no longer like anything it's just voices kind of like Oh, I'm shocked. I don't know what's going on. And then and you know, it's almost like you're saying like you're in a party and then you kind of lose your train of thought. And then you're like, Oh, I'm back you know, and then oh, what's that? Like I'm in my head, like like I'll burn a bridge just to prove I'm lost. Like I'm just I'm the worst part of myself right now, you know? And then maybe it's like oh and then i'm in love like oh there's something about us there's something about this experience so it's just like my 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 brain is just like it's 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 just a train of thought
0: is there a possibility because you come from a producing background and you come from a guy that's just making soundscapes at the house are there times where you create something you make something and you've you've got this beautiful palette that you could put something on top of it you're like no no, it's just going to live exactly like this.
1: Yeah, there there was a time when I did that. It's not it's it it's been some time now cuz now it it just takes a long time to do stuff like that, you know? Like so I I I will it's sort of like okay, like I could make, you know, prep a bunch of meals for the week but it's like am i really gonna do that like no way <laughs> like,
0: yeah
2: yeah because then you also have to remember where you put them and yeah yeah then pull them out yeah that's exactly. a great point
0: <laughs> so when you um when you take this show this album on the road and you finally uh, break quarantine you're starting to do a live show uh, you've done plenty You've Mm -hmm. done plenty of shows. What's your band like these days? Are you you going to travel with the same band, or you got a whole new thing you're you're rethinking?
1: It's it's going to be a few different things, but it's it's a similar band for sure. Um, We're going to have for a few of the shows, depending on kind of like timing, there's going to be an additional percussionist and keys player, uh, a person who does both, Uh, and um, I'm I'm going to be playing guitar and and flute and sax and. The band will ha- will kind of have similar roles, but like certain people will step into certain roles at at, at certain times, uh, just based on what we sure. need to do. But, By the um... way,
0: Barry, if if you didn't know, Josh, uh, he's ran track. He's a pole vaulter. He's a flautist. He's a sax player. He's my FedEx driver. Um, <laughs> the guy has can literally do anything. <laughs> you, you can play. You can probably pick up any instrument you want to right now. Could you? Well, maybe, but yeah. I I don't know. It's uh... the recorder. How you doing on the recorder? I played that. You know, well, funny
1: you're saying that right now, honestly, Brad, because I have a new sound ears engineer person we're bringing on, mm-hmm. and she has actually just volunteered that I use her bass clarinet, and I'm I'm thinking about taking her up on that, because okay. I love the sound of the bass clarinet, yeah. and, and I think it could be interesting. Who knows? I'm I, in, I I'm in New Orleans.
0: Yet, but... I'm in New Orleans. We say no to any sort of uh, horn or wind instrument, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Sorry. let me, unless... let me go. I, Yeah, I'm back. Sorry. My cat keeps coming in and out of the room. She has yeah, something to say.
1: To. Oh. Um,
2: I was going to ask, yeah, you can play those instruments, classical instruments. When in your life did the idea that you could write lyrics like what I just read earlier in wildfire, you yeah. know, when was it like, Ooh, I can do this too. And, uh,
1: so man, it took me some time because I didn't always like. I, I actually started writing lyrics probably when I was like, I don't know, twenty nineteen twenty maybe. Okay, but they were bad. Later, they were later, very later, bad, much later, but they were bad. And I, I I was into poetry. I think that was right around the same time I got into poetry and like a lot of uh, like Ocean Vuong and E E Cummings and uh, you know little sonnets and things like that. I, I was into that. I, I never like was passionate about it, but I thought it was fascinating to see how people could just jumble words together in a way where you could completely understand what they were saying, but they just said it in a way that most people wouldn't say it. And yeah, I just but thought just, that was so interesting.
0: Yeah, but so. you said you were bad at it or it was bad. I wasn't. I bad did you, at it. How
1: did yeah, you I say, wanna know, you I want to know
2: what bad, it, what give I, I want no, an example. Uh, of no, I
1: don't <laughs> no, You don't, you really don't. It was well, bad. I mean, it was was objectively... it bad?
2: Like,
1: I mean, just bad. Uh, it just didn't make any sense. It just did, didn't. Yeah, make it
2: wasn't any sense. like you were like everybody was dying. Like, I had a I had a fiction writing class that I took, and and literally there was one woman who every story she wrote, somebody got cancer and died.
1: Oh, I mean, that was just her go to. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's bad. That could be. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, you
2: know. or or you know, it's it's my I'm dying. I love you. If he, if you don't love me back, I'll die.
1: Yeah, you
0: know, that's yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Are you that, that yeah, kind of bad? I don't know. Or you just... it... I feel like I just walked back <laughs> into that party again. Uh... Yeah.
1: It very well could have been, to be honest. It, it Maybe it was bad for a different reason. It was just bad because it didn't make yeah, but, any sense.
0: Yeah, so, but okay. how did you say to yourself, I want to keep doing this? Because anytime that, look, this is the difference between me and, I don't know, anyone successful. Um, whenever I find something that I, I am not good at, I was like, I'm not going to be doing that ever again. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm pretty much done with that for the rest of my life. Why did you <laughs> you kept going at it um when I did guess, you feel confident in it oh uh, i mean it was
1: it was years it took years, probably three years'cause uh I started maybe sophomore year of college like banging away at the piano and singing in just really bad you know whatever I didn't know what I was doing i was just I was experimenting with it, mm-hmm. and so there was a long time before I was as good at song like I started producing a little bit before I started songwriting and then when I started to songwrite like I kind of tried to merge them together um but it it took a lot of time and effort I think I I think what what ended up happening was I just realized I was like okay like some of this stuff sounds cool but it doesn't make any sense so I need to make it make sense and then when I did that it took you know like that was around the same time I started to write blood type and 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 i i had a really great person who ended up becoming my manager mm-hmm. talk with me about mm-hmm. the whole process of of songwriting not like process of songwriting but he sort of like helped me find a voice find a voice in a way because i just didn't come from that world like i, I came from like the the beat maker producer super in the weeds producer kind of thing
0: did you seek so, did you seek moment? him
1: out or did he find you so he found me because um I produced a song, a remix for Billie Eilish, like, super early, Uh, like, you know, back in 2014, like, I had more SoundCloud followers than her, and, like, it was this whole thing where she, her and her brother reached out to me to do a remix of Ocean Eyes, and when that happened, they were trying to get signed to a record label, and my manager worked at the record label where they were going to sign, but they ended up not going there and um but then like my manager knows billy eilish's manager from like being on tours and bands and random stuff and i guess he just he ended up calling me because he got my number somehow and i was literally like at my real estate job and then we just started talking and he was like he was like the suit guy i didn't really know if i could trust him or not but like right that's where i was about to go
0: with this is like when did you finally start say or taking what he was saying to heart because that's not an easy conversation no. i've got best best friends in the world i'd love to tell hey you know that one song you do ah, I that's gonna work I uh, mean, yeah it was a year and a half me. it was a yeah.
1: year and a half before oh, we wow. like you know eventually we're like okay like i can trust this guy because i mean i he wasn't the first person i'd met who worked in the music industry who was like hey do this remix for like free and you know or like we'll pay you a grand and then we won't pay you, you know? And it's like, okay. Yeah. So I, i sort of had this experience of people in this world. And so it, it took me some time to trust him, but he, he was, he's also probably one of the most musical non-musical people I've ever met. Um, if that makes any sense, he yeah. doesn't play any instruments, but he has, he has this very good instinct around music. And so I think, I think at some point I just kind of connected the dots. I was like, okay, I'm in this really weird niche world of like music producers and like super avant garde jazz stuff and he's in this world of like pop music, like big time stuff and I'm like, Well I love pop music. I've always loved that as a kid. Like I was really into Green Day and like little bow wow and random stuff as a kid. So like I think I just put the I connected the dots. I was like, Okay, there's a way for me to like express myself in sure. both of these worlds
0: sure you know? and, and it's something that we've we've touched in with touched on with other guests on the show before is that there is commerce part of this right there is a marketing part of this and you know we all can you know find artists that we love that just are putting out things that just make them feel good but if if it's not connecting the dots for a right a marketplace then
1: no it's, it's we, we know we know the answer to that exactly and it's it's uh it's a hundred percent like that. that's why being an artist is also like can be very like tumultuous and crazy because there's no like right answer to anything you know you can do things for the most selfish reasons or you can do things for the least selfish reasons but then be both could could lead to failure or success so it's just like you really just have to like follow it in a way that feels earnest and and, and, in a way that feels like it's true to you because if it's not then it's going to be a pretty unhappy ride, you know? So was, I, I, uh, I've always just felt that way.
2: Was there a a line or a moment or a song when you thought, okay, that's not bad. Uh, this, 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 mm. uh, this work that I keep doing, I'm yeah. getting there. Was there, a, was there a moment?
1: It's interesting you say that because I remember, well, I, I was working on my first DP blood type when I was, I was working at this company uh, called Apartments. dot com, and uh, I remember sitting in my room, like listening to. I think I was listening. I think I was listening to Cold War. Like literally, I was listening to Cold War. I was like, mm, "This sounds pretty good." Like, this sounds pretty good, you know. And then, and then I I, I was like, "Man, this Blood Type song sounds like spangs," you know. Like, and I started showing it to my friends, and everyone was like, "Man, you should like this is really this is really dope," you know. Like they they were very much into it uh some of them who were already like in the music industry or like new people or whatever and they were like you should like put this out like are you like doing a label or whatever and i just i don't know i didn't really have a plan at that point but we we uh yeah i kind of just realized i was like okay like these people have no agenda at this point so if they're telling me i should do it i should probably do
2: it. i've asked other artists how they know when a song is finished and um everybody has a different answer, but one, one guy, and I don't remember exactly who said, I kind of know it is when I'm driving away from the studio or to the studio and I'm listening to it in the car and I know all the words Mm. and I can sing along with it and it just feels right. That kind of sounds like, I don't want to put thoughts or words in your head, but that sounds like when you're listening to cold war, you're thinking, okay, this feels okay.
1: Yeah. Maybe, you know, Exactly. I mean, I, I thought it sounded, I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like the thing that appealed to me most was honestly the chorus. Cause I was like, it had that break. And I was like, that's unique. Like I've never heard that before. I remember thinking, okay, I've never heard someone just like break in a chorus and then do this weird, like vocal, you know, harmony thing. And I was like, okay, well that's cool. You know, I was like, this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, but this... I didn't,
0: I didn't think it'd become what it, you know, what it is. Yeah. But is, this vulnerability so. is really freaking me out. Um, <laughs> Because it takes a level of vulnerability for you to say, um, uh, I mean, I think that I do something that's good every now and then. Uh, I don't want anyone to hear it. I don't want anyone to hear it because it may just not be that good. Uh, that's what I'm just so scared of. And, sure, and sure. The, the ones like the, the artists that I love so much are the ones that are so unbelievably confident. They, they And all, while they're so confident, they're also maximum vulnerability, Right. Uh, whether it is in songwriting, whether it is you know how they how they present their uh, their work, all of that just feels like just so scary. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna say, yeah. but like the the idea of like saying it, giving it to a friend of yours, and saying to yourself, even, "Hey, I really like this," uh, but what if what if oh, I know I like yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I hear you. I I definitely I mean it's, it was it was
1: sort of for me though. I think what what gave me the confidence was really just the fact that i had I had been doing it for you know i was 21 at the time and i think i'd already been doing it since i was like 16 so i was kind of yeah. like okay like it I didn't been stumble into a good a song for a long time like i know right. how to like make something slapped at this right. point so like, right maybe like my voice might be weird or i don't know like i i just started to like mix my own voice and i think that was kind of where i was like okay maybe there's uh so you know so i had that confidence based on just experience you know yeah uh but yeah
0: i mean with all that without that being said you got to feel on top of the world excited about the new album um i mean i don't need to give you any sort of you know compliments that you haven't already heard or you're not going to hear a million times but there's got to be a lot of places on there that you're really really proud of i wonder if there's one in particular that may hit a little bit too too close to home that that you almost don't want to talk about it so good Uh, The song. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think Spinner is probably the most genuinely personal song for me. Uh, Just because it kind of just relates to like, I think the life of being an artist. It's like in the abstract and, and, and uh, sort of like the difficulty, but also just sort of like the, the, like the, the fact that you have to kind of like make something out of nothing. You know like you have to spin the truth about the ones you care about you have to spin the truth about you know the 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 experiences you have you know because it creates experiences for other people that will never know you and so i think that song i feel like stretches very deep into my soul and sort of deep into how i continue to make music and, and and how i uh I'm able to like release music because i i separate myself from the music i make on purpose because i love mm-hmm. it so much i can't i can't uh like i love that song but i i can't like
0: mm-hmm. like
1: listening to it it's like okay yes it it, it happened but it, like after it's out like i'm it's cool you know it's, it's not little, coming
0: like, up on the live set huh
1: i think it will i think it will i i think we're gonna do a different version of it actually <laughs> oh, okay. um but
2: See that, yeah, uh, we've asked that question of other artists who've written very, very personal songs. What's it like to have to get up and sing it every single day? Especially really, really emotional ones. That's yeah. It's got to be tough.
1: It's tough. That's I mean, that's why I just said, like, I can't, like, I, yeah. I separate myself from the music I make on purpose, yeah. because if I really let it get to me, if I really think about what it means to me, then it's like, it's harder. Yeah. And then, like, like
2: yeah, beating yeah. yourself with a hammer every yeah. single day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You
0: can't do that.
1: You can't. I've learned cool. that you can't, like
0: well specifically Uh, specifically wildfire um that's got to be it feels personal it feels like it's about a certain person a specific person and i wonder if it is and secondly i wonder if that person's still in your life and if not how hard is that going to be to come back to every time
1: yeah to me to be honest that that song was sort of a, a song that i wrote about a feeling um that I've had with a particular person, um, but that person isn't really. I mean, they're they're around, but I don't. Yeah, it's it's sort of. It was How sort does of the thing. girlfriend feel about songs like that? You know, she realizes that it's it's what I have to do, and sure. so. I think she's sort of come to terms with that cause it's because because it, yeah. it's
0: often oftentimes when a stand-up comic gets on stage and starts doing the my wife does this routine yeah. you know they gotta go home they gotta go home to the wife and say I didn't really mean any of that yeah um, well yeah, I, the- I did write one song about my girlfriend
1: on the album so it's you know and generally there was one that was inspired by her so you know I feel like I get I get some passes so okay
0: <laughs> did, did she did she request at least one. Uh did you make the quota? You can't, uh... can't make requests. You can't make requests. So it, it it just happens. You know, I'm an artist you know, <laughs> If you will just just in case you will ever Go date that man, uh, Go Josh. That. Can yeah, exactly. I, I, look, I i don't want to keep you too much longer. I, I can't wait for this. Um you are the single reason I'm going to Lollapalooza, even though it's the biggest oh, work man. event of my year. I you know, the reason why I'm going is because at the bottom lounge I will be there because I want to see this show so bad. Um, Yes, it's going to be fun. You are, you have been one of my, I will say, and Barry could probably answer in another conversation, but uh, I've got two finds of the last three years that I'm super, super, three, three finds of the last few years that I'm really, really proud of. Uh, One is um, salt. Finding salt made me like my mind blow and and watch out product they put out on a regular basis. Black Puma's. Um, being the first guy to ever play the Black Pumas on the radio feels wow. just like like goosebumps. And now uh, Cold War into, into this new album, it's Cautious Clay. I, I love this project so, so much. And uh, I can't honestly thank you enough for being on the show. I, oh, I man, very I rarely, like I said, dork out about stuff like this. I'm a big, big fan, and I really do hope. And this is a a selfish beg for anybody that may do this for a living um watching or listening to the show please follow us down this path because songs like this my industry has got to start um finding and supporting um because uh we don't get many of them and when we swing and miss at it it makes the next time we try to take a swing at it even harder so um I'm I'm trying <clears throat> my ass off to make wildfire at least work here. I hope it works everywhere else too because I I absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Brad. I appreciate yeah. the words. It's though. really yeah. good
2: and uh <laughs> and you know Brad talking about dorking out my my daughter who's about your age. She said Oh, yeah. oh my god, I love cautious clay. Please tell him hello.
1: Oh man, well, that's so, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: and 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 I'm a big fan and Brad Brad's not making this up. He said yesterday, I think we were talking about uh, who's the artist that you list. What's the album you go to when you don't know what it is you want to listen to, but you want to just start your day?
0: The on-ramp. He picked Cautious Clay, so... uh... I mean, yeah, it's there's there's it's a tough, couple man. artists that I always go Thank to you. that um that like I don't know where I'm going with this path, but I'm gonna start here because I know it's gonna lead me to something good. It's yep. like James Vincent McMorrow and Cautious oh, Clay that. are sort of my are my on ramps. Black Pumas there, all on my on ramps to wherever I'm possibly gonna go, but. You know, oh man, that, boy, that's enough of patting you on the back. Thank My you. God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you enough to... love. <laughs> I what, do appreciate it. What are you guys it, doing, by yeah. the way? What are you in the What are you and the parents doing today? The, oh, the girlfriend's yeah. parents. What's, What's everybody doing are you there? We have
1: been hanging out um, on Martha's Vineyard, uh, and just kind of tough gig. Chilling, yeah. I, I I can't complain. So I'm just kind of out by the water and working on during the day, and then usually just you oh. know cooking well, something. Man.
2: You're so kind to give us so much time. Oh, man. Okay. Thank you so much.
1: Of course. Of course.
0: Cautious Clay on the What Podcast. When we say which bands this year that matter, uh, the one for me, Cautious Clay is the band that matters, Uh, the artist that matters, the one that I am i'm singing the, the singular artist that i'm going to Lollapalooza to see is him um and maybe brittany howard i am not know uh, <laughs> you, you too.
2: better you better not let her hear do you guys have a relationship you better be careful
0: i know if she finds out she's if she being, finds she's out like, it's over
2: no that, uh, man what a great guy it's so amazing to be talking to these people and uh for them to be so open Devin Gaffillion. you know, we had a month or two ago, I was just so in love with him and the, the stuff he told us. And now today, I mean, I've done this a long, long time. And typically a newspaper interview is 10, 15 minutes and they're pretty, they're good, but you don't get to, to get inside a human being like we can with this when we have a longer form and for him to, you know, literally be in his, his girlfriend's parents bedroom and take a few minutes and, and just open up like that is pretty incredible.
0: I, uh, I, I read an article a couple of days ago when the album came out and it said, um, why are cautious clay songs so damn catchy? There is, <laughs> you know, I, I think that there's something worth exploring with what he said about finally talking to this person that could marry how pop sensibilities are put together with where I was writing and how once I figured that part out, things started to right. uh, expand for me. It just feeds back into what has now turned into be the theme of this entire season of the, what podcast is how to make a hit, um, yeah, great you know, fi- great finding, finding the right person who can give you the right amount of, of suggestions and the, the, you know, the understanding that this is unfortunately a marketplace, no matter how much how many so many people want to argue in it, hate the fact that it's a marketplace. It is, and um, but it's also know,
2: art, as we just heard.
0: It is, and art, and art and commerce is is the devil of some people, and I I get that. Well, you know, he's but he's good but, at we, it. He's good at it. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's the point. It, the ones right. that are really good at it, you don't even care. Right. You don't even give a damn that there's there's commerce parts of it. He's good. That's a good point. It. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going right. to get better. And that's the other thing too. Feeling I I get all of the energy in my life comes from when I feel as though I've caught somebody right at the beginning. You oh, know? Yep, 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 yep. The, the reason why I, I love Alabama Shakes so much is cuz I felt like I, I I grabbed them the first show they ever did as the Alabama Shakes was in Chattanooga, Tennessee, you know? You feel when you grab them at that first moment and you feel like you're on the the upswing, that's when it really starts to make you feel like you're part of something, you know?
2: Yeah, there's that. And it's just plain fun to watch. You know, it, uh, it's so much. We've talked about this earlier. It's so much for me. It's more fun to watch and see where it goes than to, to talk to somebody who is already a legend. Not that that's not fun, but it's just weirder to look back. That's a good
0: that's a good way of putting it. It's, I yeah, have never it's really thought to, about it that way. I didn't either
2: till just now, but I mean, okay. you know, it's like asking it's like asking an artist, "Did you know back in 1970 you were changing the world?" you know, which is a okay. question people like me ask all the time, and of course they're going to say, "No, they were just in it." So it's it's more fun to see this kind of thing and uh, and know they're in a moment and then see where it goes. I, I if that makes yeah. sense. That's great. It totally makes great- sense. Good fun.
0: Good fun. Yes, it was. It great was work. Good fun. I mean, the, great work. I mean, look. <laughs> I, I, I. When I. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to make it clear when I'm really, really, really into something. Because uh, I. I almost don't know how to put the words together half the time. You know, because when I dork out, it becomes. Great work. Uh, 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 I, I don't
1: know. It becomes yeah. great work. <laughs> yeah. Even though that wasn't so a dork, you'll
0: now. know it when I. Re- you know when I really, really, really love something, and I really, really love cautious yeah, clay. So, boy, uh, that was a highlight of the year. If, um, if uh, you got anything else, should we uh, should we wrap up? What else we got today, there, uh, gentlemen? Let's do it.
2: Thanks, Taco. So much. Thank I'm you ready your, to go.
0: Thank you for your show today, Taco.
2: Taco, go best show here. ever. <laughs> Solid man, as always. <laughs>